Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with episode 214 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it is me, Carrick, with ACG. We're back on schedule, mind you. It, it, you may be listening to this on a Friday, a Saturday, or a Sunday, but it's no longer on a Monday. It's not a solo show. I'm not in bed this time either. This is yeah, your normal listening experience for the Ham Radio Podcast. And, 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 you know, it's good to break away, switch things up. I got to say, Carrick, it's good to be back to normal again. It is, but it was funny to see that gif that said, people say you can't do a podcast in your bed, and then it was like, <laughs> Maddie's like, hold my beer. I'm doing, yeah. I'm doing one in my bed right yeah. now. That was awesome. Yeah, I think a lot of people thought what happened in that podcast was I was like laying down completely horizontal and just talking into my microphone, um, <laughs> which you would have heard a completely different tone of my voice. Just all yeah, I did you, was yeah. have my laptop in bed, and I had my microphone set up next to me. So technically, it was the same experience as if I was sitting in the chair like I do for every podcast before episode 213. Um, but, uh, but you were it was just, just a, in bed doing yeah, it. Yeah, my, my legs were stretched out a little bit more. That was the only difference, I guess. Comfort uh, matters. <laughs> it was really nice, but then my laptop died in the middle of the episode. And it was a short episode. Oh, it was like 45 minutes. So, you know, go go gaming laptops, and they're amazing battery lives. Uh, no anyway... Shit, right? Uh, We appreciate you giving your time to us whatever day of the week you're listening. Uh, We're happy to have you here. Uh, If you're interested and you're uninitiated, this is the Ham Radio Podcast. Uh, We do this show every single week. It goes up on Friday for early access to the patrons. All you need to do is throw us a dollar, flick a buck, and if you do so, early access to the show, as I said, also access to our Discord where you can then ask questions for us that we get to at the end of of the show and um i also want to add in that if anyone's ever interested in asking um or wants us to do rather topical questions that fit with the news and and cover them that way instead of reserving them all for the end so you guys are always interested in the or like involved in the Mm -hmm. conversations that's something we can do um we just always like to have this show uh directed by you guys who listen to us because um you know we're not the largest show but we're, we're consistent as hell and so that's why I think it's because we're, we're very back and forth with our audience. We're very interactive. And so uh, if that's something you're interested in, we're, we're more than willing to do that instead of reserving it for a section at the end. But we also want to make sure uh, the patrons get their time, their focus, because, you know, they, they fuel the early access and whatnot. We um, could also say, like, patron talk, because you and I t- cover stuff, and then you'll be like, here's a question. Oh, shit, we just covered this. Or, yeah, oh, true, true, true. It. So it's like we could just call it patron topic. Mm-hmm. You know, and just give them a shout out or something that they came up with the topic. Yeah, absolutely. So if if whatever way you want us to go, let us know. Um, as for projects in development, character, you're working on anything secret as of late? Not secret. Um, we're going to stream Warhammer Vermintide's expansion this Saturday with the streaming group. We're gonna. Uh, I'm going to cover. I think I'm going to stream Remnant. I have the review for Rebel Galaxy on the 13th. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw on okay. the 13th. Is and that the uh, I, spaceship game? It is. It is. Yeah, I've streamed it twice. Um, dude, they, it was awesome. They gave. They had code. I joke about this on Twitter. Whenever you see me say early code is best code, it's because mm-hmm. I just got an early code. That's yeah. obvious. And uh, it's so nice. It was like two and a half weeks early. And wow. Like, dude, that's, that's better yeah, than Ubisoft. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. And they're, they've been an Epic exclusive since day one. Mm-hmm. So even though people will still probably be mad about that, oh, it's course. like this has been known. And so it was cool to get that early code that early be able to play it yeah that's um, but yeah the reviews come out 13 I don't, I don't yeah i think the last time i actually got a code that early uh was my first ever review code it was saints row the fourth um is it the fourth or saints row four 
there was Saints Row four and then Gat out of hell. I so I think Saints you're talking like about the fourth. fourth. Um, but anyway, oh, yeah. oh, you mean the subtitle might have been the fourth? Yeah, yeah it something like that. Fourth. But uh, that that one I got two weeks early. That was my first ever. Yeah, it's not crazy. It's yeah, so nice. really set a weird standard for me. Boy, did I have a rude awakening when I started getting hit with. You got one weekend, three days. Yeah, <laughs> well, and there was one other game you and I worked on. I remember where you were like, "Dude, I just got a code. I haven't got one yet. I can't remember what it was, but you were was like, it Tomb Dude, Raider? I just." It might have been, but it was literally the review was a Thursday, and I think we got code that the thursday prior or friday it might have been because square occasionally has given us early codes but it was one of those ones where you're looking at it going thank god yeah like you know it it doesn't Either matter assassin's creed it. assassin's it just, creed it, we got oh yeah ubisoft right they're yeah. usually they're, they're very usually they're very prompt with that stuff um yeah so that's mine that's okay. my stuff okay yeah for me um of course, I have to be vague, like I am anytime we do this introduction section, but th- that is coming to an end very soon. I was just telling Carrick all about what's going on, um, and let's just say um, the moves have been made. We're almost there. Um, big announcements are coming. I- I'm aiming for September. Um, August is a setup month. I also have a lot of traveling to do and events to do. I just went to my second event this month. Uh, I believe that will be the last event, but um, still... A really big month for the channel, Um, and it's gearing up to get a lot of eyes on what I'm going to be announcing next month, so I feel like it's all kind of meant to be, and it's it's playing out exactly how I want it to. Uh, To to give a little more details, um, it's going to make video quality better, but it's also going to be some new series I'm announcing, so um, lots of things in production, and I wouldn't tease you guys. uh, life better. Yeah, that too. (laughs) It will make my life better. It will. Uh, and I, I don't tease you guys this much just to, to keep you interested. I tease you guys because I, I, I'm very excited about this. So if anyone's getting a little annoyed with me constantly bringing it up, um, it, it's because I'm, I've, I've been thinking about this forever. So um, just know that is why. Um, but with all of that said, Carrick, um, let's get into what is a, a pretty packed week of discussion for us. Um, get comfortable, ladies and gentlemen. I feel this is going to be a long episode. We're going to start yeah, off. there's a lot. With Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo, who will now have to start requiring developers to disclose loot box odds. So this was during a panel at a workshop hosted by the FTC, uh, the ESA, who, you know, is playing a little good cop, bad cop this week between leaking data and and now this. Um, And a group that, uh, these are groups that represent gaming best interests and host the annual E3 show in Las Vegas. In a post on its website, the ESA says the industry is taking major steps toward making parents and potential purchasers aware of what they're spending their money on. Several video game industry leaders are announcing new initiatives to help consumers make more informed choices about their purchases, including loot boxes, the post says. The major console makers, Sony Interactive Entertainment, operator of the PlayStation platform, Xbox, and Nintendo... Um, are committing to a new platform policy that will require paid loot boxes in games developed for their platforms to disclose information on the relative rarity or probability of obtaining randomized virtual items. These required disclosures will also apply to game updates if the update adds a new loot box feature. Um, The ESA says there's no official timeline in place for the disclosure requirement. The post says the platform holders are targeting a 2020 implementation. Good news. Great news, in fact. Surprised yes. this wasn't mandatory already, but better late than never, I say. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing other to say other than it's about time. I know, right? but like, I guess what I think is 
to add to this discussion, do you think we're going to see a rush of last-minute loot boxes? You know, get your licks in while you can. Oh, you yeah. mean in, like in games coming out or games that are mm-hmm. already out? They're like, oh shit, we can't do this and, and pull the wool over their eyes. Because what's going to start to happen is a lot of content creators, myself included, will blast a loot box system for its pricing structure. But now what's going to happen is people are going to see loot boxes, roll their eyes, and then blast the probability structure. Because you're definitely yep, going right. to see one that has like tiers of rare, ultra rare, legendary, and you'll see the legendary, which is like the highest tier is 1%. And then, and then people will correlate that with the price tag. And I think the conversation will just shift, but I think loot boxes ultimately will still remain a problem. Yeah, they'll, they'll remain in there for sure. Um, I think, in all honesty, most people are probably, you know, the, the RNG of it not knowing is probably the biggest deal. Some of those companies also change it prior to this, though. Yeah. So that when the numbers do go live, it'll look better than they probably were. Like they were probably zero point zero one percent, and then prior to this, they'll go in and they'll be like, "Now it's at three percent, so it doesn't look as bad." Um, <laughs> I'm okay with a legendary item or a super super ultra rare item having a really tough time getting it. What matters is, like you said, what microtransactions. So if it's a game that just does that, totally fine. It's when the game also has microtransactions that then. You're going to have, like you said, you all the pay for it, Right, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah I, I'm on your side completely. I think that tiers should be um, appreciated. They should be respected. Yeah. Or if something yeah, is legendary, cool feeling to treat, it, right? yeah, treat it legendary. Yeah. I think a Vampire is a recent example where um, you had to do a specific type of playthrough and a specific quest line to get this this one, was it a weapon or a book or something like that? It, there was a trophy tied to it, though. Um, I can't remember it right now. But because I, I, I was originally going to go for the platinum trophy for that game, but I, I messed up and would have had to play it like a third time to get this all. Um, oh. Yeah, but anyway, it it respected the the legendary grind in a sense where working for that weapon was rewarding for mm-hmm. folks, and I think that's important. But when it's tucked into a box and there's there's even if it's a five percent, ten percent, there's still a probability to it. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't like that because it's strange though that it took so long for games to do this because I think of. When I open a pack of cards, it literally says on the back, like, this pack comes with, like, this many commons, this many uncommons, this many right. rares. And it's it's like, okay, I know exactly what I'm spending, in my case, because I play DBS, I'm spending three ninety nine on. I know when I buy that pack, what I'm getting. I don't even buy packs, I just, I play at a local tournament, and I take my winnings, and I, I use them to get packs that way. So you're getting a lot more for paying, like, five bucks. Um, but still, yeah, I, I don't know why it took this long. Um, that's that's where it's weird with gaming. Like, I don't know why that's something so, that lags. I have a question. So does that mean a... Okay, so there's two things. There's loot boxes, but I do assume that if this comes to be, what they'll do is they'll also just change it to be like Diablo, where a weapon just has a certain... I mean, some weapons... Drop. Right. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's what... Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, the loot box is the issue for a lot of people. So they're like, okay, you now look and go, a rare has this chance... But does that also mean that Diablo has to change and indicate all of their stuff? Because hmm. all of those... And that, to me, is like, that's sort of... Now you're getting into odd... I mean, do you get the weapon, look at it, and it says, like, the percentage? Yeah, like I think 20... it's probably a legality thing. It, we'll know more about that when it's in the writing. I imagine percentage drops and whatnot are fine if you're playing the game and you're earning it through gameplay. I think that's part of the hook of Diablo. It's is that, just the micros that'll cause yeah, the issue then. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because, like, you know, I think part of a hook of any game 
is watching you know Borderlands, Diablo, and seeing every enemy vomit out different colors oh, of dude, yeah. weapons and armor, and going like, "Oh, what's that? Yeah. Ooh, what's that? What's that?" A like, purple. When the yeah. purple pops, you're just like, "Yep." Yeah, it's gratifying, and it's it's yep. a part of the hook. It's part of why people love those series. I don't think any of that will be affected. I think it's if you have to pay for a probability of something that has to be disclosed. I, I believe that's the route that would be taken. I have a question for you. Do, All you, right. do you see this becoming as nefarious as this? Okay, let me put this together. Let's say a company sees that and they're like, we don't want to do this. So what we're going to do is we're going to sell you a gun and the gun performs headshots at a higher rate than normal guns. So you know it's 99 cents, but let's say this gun performs headshots, but then the headshots are connected to the number of rares you possibly get from enemies. Oh. Do you see I, this is be, this is becoming Illuminati at some point. Like I sound like I'm a government conspiracist, but I'm like, I and but the thing but is, I go say that, that deep. I could go, but that they deep, could yeah. go that deep because we just saw that video of that. EA, wasn't it EA, the president of EA, talk, or one of those guys at EA? There was a video a couple days ago where he was talking about how to best hook players. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So it's, I guess I shouldn't worry that I sound conspiratorial, but uh, I could see companies going, okay, we're going to change, like. How a how a item works so that the chance is higher for these things that are nebulous. I I, I don't know if I'm thinking through it right, but it just feels to me that yeah, um, if, if the game of chance connects to a rare count, yeah, and if that rare count is unlocked through a loot box, like you can get more upset rare count of weapons right. armor, whatever decals, then yeah, it, it does connect to that game of chance. Does that have to be disclosed as well? What you know the the percentage because you and i both play so borderlands is the best example but like remnant is going to do this diablo does it but it's like then they suddenly are like okay there's a one percent higher chance if you headshot these enemies of them dropping loot and this gun just has a higher percentage of doing headshots or like it's a shotgun but it like a heat seeking mm. head seeking shotgun i'm just it, it's conspiratorial now but i just feel like d d you know devs if i'm thinking about it right now and we're only a week in you know devs Publishers well, it's, are... it's a lot of the, I don't know what position they would be sitting in, but the moneymaker's job, so to speak, yeah. I guess the publisher usually, to find ways to, to get people to pay more. You know, it's, it, games are about long tail now. It's not just how did it yeah. sell, it's how did it sell and then how many people stayed and then how many people who stayed bought, how many people who left bought, how do we get those people back to continue buying. It's a, it's a business, uh, it's a program, you know, so I... I would not. I don't think you sound uh, like you're, you're a conspiracy theorist because I I feel like these are the the things they run through. This is how they come up with something yeah. like a loot box. Um, I think what you're probably going to start seeing is developers ditch the loot boxes and start. They're like, okay, you know, they're going to rub their hands together. We made this much just by randomized loot. What if we specify all the items in our in-game store? Exactly. And you pay like a, a buck fifty here, fifty cents here. Yep. And just make their own in-game marketplace that way. I, I really think at in that point that's where it gets bad, um, where people are going to be like bring back loot boxes. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. that's that's the thing. Whenever you replace something without solid rules behind it, you get people working around the rules behind mm -hmm. it, which is w one of the worrisome parts. Well, of the me. good but news is they didn't put a in a requirement step. and then say like, okay, this is enacted now. We'll talk later. Yeah. But they're like, yeah. this is we're, we're writing this out. It's going into effect in 2020. I think that's good. Yeah, very cool stuff. Mm -hmm. It's positive no matter what. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of positive stuff, let's let's talk a little bit about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's grown uh, a lot of, or grabbed rather, a lot of attention. 
over the the past few weeks. It did its multiplayer reveal. Uh, there was stuff like a night mode, which I particularly thought was cool because um, the maps were dark. There was no HUD, and you'd walk around with night vision goggles. If you took them off, you literally couldn't see anything. So it brought an element to the game that you hadn't really seen before. And it seems that trend is continuing because Modern Warfare's Ground War is getting big changes. It features 64 players, five domination points. So instead of in your typical domination mode for Call of Duty, there's three flags you sit on for a little bit and you capture the flag. And then there's also player-controlled choppers and APCs, which, according to Game Informer, are considered the norm in said mode. Now, this sounds quite familiar, and, and it really should. Carrick, what game does this remind you of? Battlefield, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so... The way I thought this conversation we could start it off with is why are we seeing Call of Duty, such a popular franchise, deviate from what makes it so popular and trying all these different modes that replicate other game experiences? We saw Battle Royale last year. You know, they dipped their toes in that a little bit. Yeah. We see this year now uh, Ground War pretty much bringing the Battlefield experience. Is this something that they've always wanted to do and are able to do now because of, we'll say, technology? Um, where where they they have the right team trying to push the limits in the right way. What do you take from this? Oh, you, well, some of it's technology for sure because like talking to New Dev, engine, they'll right? tell you. I just thought, yeah, and they'll tell you the number of people was harder. So like sixty four people versus thirty two versus ten, you know, back in the day. So mm-hmm. now you have these larger areas where helicopters make more sense anyway. Um, I mean, yeah, some of it's tech, but I would assume some of it's just also them trying to capture the it factor of a game that's got everything. I mean, all of these, we talked about this before. Remember, like, when I was young, you didn't have a racing slash third-person game like GTA. You were only in a car because the game couldn't do both engines types. It was just you were in a car. That was it. You didn't get out of the car. And then suddenly open world came, and we lived through that, where it's like every game is open world now, Mm -hmm. you know, instead, and we're still living through it. So to me, I think a lot of it's also just their desire to be like, that we have it. So you can't, there's really no reason to go to Battlefield, let's say. You know, like if somebody's a helicopter pilot and they love it in one game and then this other big game comes along, they're like, well, hey, some of my skills might translate and I'm not missing out. Because I have jumped into a new game and been like, I wish they had blah, whatever that blah was from the prior game. Maybe that's what they're doing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. There's probably a lot of little reasons. That, that sort of pipe up for it, to be honest. Right. Technology wise, it sounds cool. It sounds cool. Like, dude, this new Call of, or this new Call of Duty has probably got me more interested than most Call of Duties. Does it come from the multiplayer or the campaign? Oh, that's or both. True. I, I don't think it's tech- got to be one or the other. Technology, probably, because it does look okay. like an actual step up. You know how Call of Duties have always looked a certain. I don't know how to describe it. They've always looked a certain way. Um, this one uh, looks cooler. It's funny. You don't notice that until uh, I was, it's, it's going to be sound kind of random, but I was editing, I think it was, it, yeah, I was editing my Greedfall video for today and I had uh, Kingdoms of Amalur gameplay and then it transitioned into um, Greedfall gameplay and you just, that, you know, like when you do that transparent fade where it like kind of yeah. crosses, they kind of overlay and they fade into each other. Uh, just seeing that transformation right like it's kind of right. colorful i don't want to say cartoonish but there's almost like an art attached to um the style R- rather there's an art attached to the kingdoms of amalur meanwhile i feel greed falls more grounded in reality yeah uh, for it, sure. the way its for models sure. are its, its color is uh, it's just amazing how different games look but 
you just in your head think of them the same, but when you actually yeah. see them cross over, it's crazy. It's something that, ladies and gentlemen, might be, I wouldn't say hard to relate to, but I feel like I only notice it when I'm editing because you'll start to see, like, just the, even, like, the screen ratio, like, because the HUD changes, so you see, like, the screen, like, kind of shrinking and, and like, expanding. It's kind of crazy how different some games really look side by side. Yeah, and for Call of Duties in the past, even though I liked some that are different and, uh, you know, a, a Space One, for example, that it was still spacey, but it still looked like Call of Duty. And this mm-hmm. one, a lot of the stuff I've seen looks, it does look, unfortunately, closer to Battlefield, I guess. You could say, unfortunately, just because it might look a little copyish. But it, it it's still, I don't know. I don't know. It just, some of this stuff that they're announcing just sounds interesting. It could be because there's a lot of different things. That might just be what's attracting me. It's like, oh, okay. There's going to be this and this and this. Because I was a, I was really attracted to Black Ops. I didn't enjoy it as much as most, but I loved the idea that they, you know, especially when they were showing those first videos of that. Mm-hmm. And they were showing, like, people sniping from the... Do you remember the trailer where, like, they showed the guy sniping from, like, a... I think it was a skys- destroyed skyscraper or something, and you saw all these different things going on. And I was like, damn, that looks... That looks fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Didn't turn out that I don't way know why I don't remember me. that. Black Ops 1? Uh, no, the Black Ops 4. The, the oh. multiplayer only one. They showed oh. a trailer of it when they were announcing different stuff, and they showed a trailer where, like, they were first announcing it, and somebody was sniping from a bit when they first announced how big the levels would be. Right. And I was just really attracted to that, and I think that's sort of what's going on here. It's just attracted to the scope. Yeah, yeah, I can I can totally get behind that, because you got, the, like I said, the night mode, ground war, typical Call yeah. of Duty gameplay. I think they have a traditional mode, they called it, something along those lines. Um, you got the campaign... You know uh, they're not doing do Battle Royale, so... Do you think it's going to be one of those things, though, where maybe there's too many things? And maybe, like, getting uh, a multiplayer game... You, you you know how that there's always that mode that nobody plays? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought of that, too. Because what happens is, while in conversation and on paper it sounds great, it's like, you can do this, yeah. this, this. What happens is there's a loss of focus. You know, a lot of games are made great because I, I, I think a great recent example is... Um, Oh, wow, I lost the title. It's a uh, focus home game, um, French. Uh, oh, my gosh. We both liked it. It came out in May. Uh, oh, uh, Plague Tale. Thank Innocent. you, yes. Plague Tale. Plague Tale Innocence is really good because it's focused. Yeah, it, 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 very good. You saw, you saw it starting to like deviate a little bit when it had its own crafting system, and you're like, oh, boy, like it's, it's trying it again. But it made sense with the situation you were put in. And it yeah. just stuck to that and made it like a, a part of the gameplay system. And so, yeah, I just, that's a game that really emphasized to me that focus is so important. Good direction is so important. And when you're like, let's do this, 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 that, you got like different pockets of your development team doing different things. I feel like, um, I, f- I feel like there could just be A, a loss of focus, but B, um, not everyone's on the same page because everyone's working on different things and has different ideas for different things. It's not like uh, a more condensed And some focus. gamers just want to come in and play Deathmatch. Right, and that'll you be know, an option. It's just they like, don't want the eight thousand things. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's a reason why Team Deathmatch is always yeah, the most right. played mode. Always. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like oh, there's helicopters in this, or there's this new blah blah blah, and a lot of people are like, well, I've only got you know ten minutes or whatever. I want to do one or two games, so I'm just I'm hitting that mm-hmm. major mode where everybody's in it. Because I always yeah. get really nervous when there's multiple modes that there's that one mode I want to play and nobody's playing it. Well, it's also harder that. to catch up, catch a thing that needs to be fixed or release a patch yeah. quicker for something that needs to be fixed. It's like, okay, our ground war mode, vehicles are in balance because we don't do that a lot, but hold on, we got to tweak this for domination. We got to tweak this. It's like, I feel like it can just pile on real quick where it's like, instead of knowing your small select amount of modes and going like, okay, 
we got this focus group right here. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, I think what would have been smarter, uh, I, I feel like, as I mentioned earlier, how games are, are long tail things. Uh, these are modes that would be really... Aw- and if, yep. By the way, this this could be a mode that I fall in love with. I'm not saying that it's bad just by discussing this idea, but this is a mode that strikes me as games out for a month. Hey, we're releasing Ground War now, and Ground War is yep. this big, epic, completely different thing. Uh, I just feel that type of stuff, because now Call of Duty is adopting the free DLC approach. I think that business approach on its own uh, w- would give it a whole new breath of fresh air. Uh, that it really needs. So I, I think that would have been smarter too, instead of making this initial package so jammed. You only have to wait a month. Month's just the first thing I go to in my head. Two weeks. Actually, that's what I was going to say was two weeks. I, I, I was actually, once you were done, going to say two weeks because mm-hmm. I would love where I'm just coming off, whether you did the campaign, you know, and you've done some multiplayer and just maybe you're you thinking about other games. Yeah, and then somebody's like, dude, there's an, and then you get the P, you know, the not the PR, but the, uh, a social zeitgeist kind of thing where people are like, you know, they, suddenly somebody says there's a new mode and you're yeah. all, fuck and you're like, and the fun keeps going on, you know, you, and your skills are good. How many times have you jumped into one of those fuckers after three months and you're just getting destroyed? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're like, like, yeah, what this would be fun happening? if I was still, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I was, st- if I hadn't played three games between the two, if I yeah. thought the roll button wasn't the dodge button, mm-hmm. so yeah, that it, it would be cool. I would love a shorter uh, roll around, and I would love for that to be removed from the day one. And yeah, do something that we, we know we know Activision's got the the money in their pockets for that, but still, it's great to see them embracing change. I, I will be the first to say I will not complain about that. I just I just worry that with you know with with such a identity attached to its product, and you're changing it so much in so many different ways, yeah. uh, do you risk losing more than gaining? As a, as a person who's been wanting Call of Duty to uh, you know change. I view it as a gain personally, but that does not make it a gain for the fucking yeah, right. millions and millions of people who play this game year-round consistently. Yep. So. Yep. And the more we'll they see. release, the more everything gets separated. I just had somebody tell me a couple days ago they still only play World War Two, the multiplayer there, because wow. they don't like Black Ops uh, or Number That's Four. That's really common, and, going back to previous yeah. gods. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, if you're not moving those people forward, how many titles do you get forward before everybody's split between ten fucking games? Yeah. Just, like, that sucks, too. So. And then you hear the rumors of them remaking MW2, you're like, what are we trying to do? Are we just trying to create, yeah. like, just get, like, do they view their IP as something that's getting so stale that they're like, just provide something for everybody, and even if we have little pockets of people everywhere, as as long as they're working yeah. on the Call of Duty license, that's all that matters, or playing on the Call of Duty license, that's all that matters to them. That could be the approach they're taking, too. It's not, you know, we see a lot of journalist websites talking about how it's not just, like, for example, the the traction IGN gets. It's about the traction IGN gets on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, their YouTube channel, Twitch. You know, it's like all these different platforms, not just one. And you and I can agree to that, I think, because YouTube, Twitch, Patreon... You want to know who ba- how bad it is, Maddie? I have free HD TV um, due to my tuner, and a couple days ago, I found there's an IGN channel mm. on TV, and it's just their reviews, interviews repeated over and so that's something I never knew about until a week or two weeks ago. Another they used to have a separate channel was... just for their news. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, so yeah, it's crazy, man. It's yeah. crazy how many different social media outlets there are out there that you wouldn't even know of. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, you don't know where their where their traction is. And I think that's why that's what I think Call of Duty is doing is as long as they, they don't care if you don't like this and you go back to World War Two, 
as like, long okay, as you're there. And yeah, call, you're, and you're on call, call of duty. duty. You're still feeling their business somewhere. So let's talk about DC Universe Online, Carrick, on the Switch. Yes. You've been uh, you've been playing this apparently quite a bit. Yes. How many hours we got? What are you thinking of uh, the product? Does it run well on the Switch? Does it play well on the Switch? Are you hooked? Uh, Is this a dangerous game? Sounds forty-five like- hours. Oh my! Um, with twenty-one of those, the moment I got the game. But I'm a DCU fan, so uh, it doesn't look the greatest. No, it's aliased like nobody's business. Docked too. So when you do it docked, you see oh, the you stair steps undocked. everywhere. I played it docked and undocked for the like the coverage, but 720p it looks fine. But docked, it's got this like if you see a straight line, it's it's pretty rough. It's pretty Mm -hmm. rough. Um, But the crazy thing is, is that people don't realize that these MMOs that have been around for a while continue to offer their free content and then their paid content. So what goes on with DCU is it's been around for 13 years, so or 10 years I think. So it's been around so long that the single-player amount of content is absolutely stupid. Like, there's so much that... It's so free, right? I, free And it's download. free. Oof. Yeah, so that free up to 30th level, picking a couple powers, you can buy more if you wanted, but a couple powers are fine, and you just have hours upon hours upon hours of gameplay. So I really enjoyed the hell out of it. Technically, still got FPS issues. Crazy enough, it has XP, er, FPS issues on the Xbox X and the PS4. It's just not... <laughs> The greatest running game but for a free-to-play game dude i i'm a big fan of people some people just don't have the money and it's like what you know you buy one game and then you're like i don't have any money so i'm going to return back to this one this is one of those games that for free you just download it and check it out i mean why not yeah and exactly that's why i tell people it's smite all the time i think it's yeah, the best I mean, multiplayer game out so i'm just like try it oh of which one smite yeah, yeah, and ESO is another one people talk about a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, even though ESO does ESO cost a ESO price? ESO you might as I can't remember. You might as well say even if you don't have a lot of money, you can just buy the regular without any expansions, Tamriel Unlimited for like eight bucks, and okay. that's hundreds of hours for stupidly cheap. And a lot of the base game content is good. That's yeah, before so you with, get into the expansions. Before you get into it. So with DCU, basically, you pick a character, and then you pick a mentor, three evil ones, three good ones, and they all run you through different stories, which is your first. You have 0 to 30th level, and then above that, you have these episodes that are continually released still 10 years later. But, like, they just did Atlantis for the movie. They did a huge... And they're like comic book series almost so you'll be battling and then when a new movie comes out or a new comic series that they want to put in the game comes out this episode becomes available and it's like a new many raids voiceover content and it's all voiced that's one of the nice things so even the actors from years ago have returned um the lady from she did you watch battlestar galactica the tv show no okay um Shoot. Well, you know who Firefly, Adam Baldwin is? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Okay, so he's in it um, as as Superman, and he does a very good job. I believe he's in nice. the cartoons. In fact, a lot of the cartoon actors are in this. Um, uh, Mark Hamill does the voices that's, for Joker. That's just fun. That's just fun. Yeah. I like that. It shows yeah. that the team that's making it's having fun and like realizing a dream for themselves, too. Yeah, and um, it's it's a third-person, you know, beat up action MMO so it doesn't have a ton of buttons. It's got like your, I think it's like six attacks plus your combos, but it's very fighting based. So you have your powers, but you also have your normal attacks and they have a shit ton of combos. Okay. So it feels like a fighting game at times. And yeah, it's fun. You can group up with, you can make your own alliance with like 60 people and you can group up in groups of four, I think. Um, I would tell anybody, I mean, it's free. 
like it, it's hard not to tell even if a game sucked it's free so mm-hmm. all you're going to pay is your download we have what's his name Her- heretical shark who always talks about having a shitty bandwidth cap yeah so for people like that you got to think about it but if you if you don't I, I would say get it and check it out it, it it feels a little old but because it is um but graphically on the Switch, they also did some cool stuff. Screen space reflections that make it look really good. You know what they need and to bring to the Switch? It's just fun. RuneScape. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I, it's like RuneScape, wow. I don't, I mean, wow, I can Rune, see why, why they don't. Why is RuneScape on a console yet? I don't get well, it. How many, how many powers? I think it's about powers. Because if you look at Star Trek Online, which is, is cryptic, the company cryptic, and you look at Neverwinter, they have switched to the six power uh, buttons combo. So you basically have your attacks and then a trigger alters your front buttons and then the other trigger alters them again for different mm-hmm. powers. Star Trek Online does the same thing, so it's playable with a controller. Is RuneScape like WoW, where it's got hundreds of skills? Because if it does, I think that's why. Now, I'm going off of classic RuneScape. I played RuneScape 3, I think it's called, which is like the new mm-hmm. renovated one. I don't remember there being a lot of combat skills. I remember if you had, for example, a dragon dagger, you could mm-hmm. press the special attack button and you'd do like a Z, mm-hmm. and that would do like additional, I think, damage or something like that. Something crazy along those lines. Because I think that's the only... I mean, when I look at what MMOs are starting to come out, it does seem like if they can fit it on a controller with alternating triggers, they'll probably try. Yeah, I mean, they uh, put RuneScape if... on the phone, so... <laughs> Well, that's true. Yeah. Um, and then WoW, I think WoW, of course, doesn't make sense because WoW, you can have like so many power bars that a controller would just be, it would be patentedly impossible to get mm-hmm. a power off as quick as you wanted. But yeah, for a fully voiced MMO that's free, um, it, it's awesome. And then once you get past the, you know, your first 30 levels or whatever, you start getting into power levels and then you start looking at, do I need to buy some stuff? And that's when it becomes an F. TP and now it's more of a pay. Mm-hmm. So you can still do those things. It is harder though. You know, so you get a ton of free content up front, but then it's, at some point mm-hmm. it's like you, uh, you, you do have to look. Star Wars the Old Republic. It's very, exactly like very that. much like that. The old yeah. republic gets you to a level, I think it's ten, I want to say, or twenty. But once you hit one of those levels, it's in that ten to twenty range. Um it's it cuts your XP gains in half. And you can still yeah, keep you, playing. But it just nags at you. It's actually... Yeah. Part of it, I stopped playing The Old Republic because of time. I just, you know, I have more of an interest in so many other games. I don't want to... If I were not doing this as my job, I would gladly sit down and sink thousands mm-hmm. of hours into an MMO. But uh, right now, I'm, I think I'm just sinking thousands into Smite instead. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just... Once it stops you there and you see them like almost pushing you to buy it instead of letting the product speak for itself, that I, I get why they do it. I don't disagree with their choice. It just pushes me away as a consumer, though. And I don't know if there's a better way to do it. I don't really think there is because it's at a point where you go, okay, stop playing for free. <laughs> we spent yeah, a lot yeah, of money to make this. Dude, and when you start this game, you have the different mentors. They all have, again, it's all voiced over. They have their right. own stories. And this game goes nuts when it comes to team-ups and crazy shit. So you'll have, like, all these crazy characters that probably have only rarely met each other in comics involved in huge battles where you have to... And it's pretty epic. I mean, there's was, there was a couple battles even at the starting where you're fighting Brainiac, and then there's Superman, and then there's Wonder Woman, and there's Gigantra, or whatever the fuck her name is. There's all these characters all mixing together 
And at some point you do have to look at it and go like, okay, I got a ton of, I got a ton of it for free. At some point they, they're going to want a little bit, uh, you know, the, it can't financially yeah. work any other way. I don't so. mean to keep bringing it up, but unless it's smite, it's really the structure of that game boggles my mind. So you have gems, which you can use to buy pretty much skins, voice packs, you know, so like when you're using the, the VGS, uh, like the in-game chat, yeah. um, people hear your call-outs in the character's voice, and, and those sometimes those voice packs are attached to certain skins, so you'll hear like funny ones or cool-sounding ones. Uh, and then there's favor, which you can use to unlock gods for like a rental period of time Mm -hmm. so you'll spend 300 and you'll unlock them for a whole 24 hours and i did that for years years until i just said screw it i'm gonna buy the ultimate god pack just to give them some money yeah (laughs) because the ultimate god pack unlocks every single god in the game you don't have to rent anymore but i had so much favor constantly because either i just had a bunch or they would do double or like double reward weekends you'd get double the favor when you win so I was always had a plentiful amount of this. I played the game consistently free and experienced everything in the game without paying a dollar. Yeah, and I've played hundreds of hours without paying a dollar. Here they also do weekends where they'll mm-hmm. be like weekend free, so these powers are free, so you can try oh, okay. for, for for 48 hours. And then they'll the latest one was they actually had episodes, later episodes for free. So if you're at level 30 and you're all, I don't really want to continue the grind or do anything else, or I'm just playing with my friends, the episode will just be free because it's like four ninety nine. But it's gotcha. like four ninety nine for eight hours. And at some point, I'm like, you know what? It's it's eight ninety nine for two hours for a movie. So it's mm-hmm. like at some point, mm-hmm. I have to look at it and be like, you know, I don't mind throwing a company money, like you said, with Smite. I did... Yeah, and I did Star Trek Online for hours, and then one day I saw Ship Pack that I liked, and I'm like, I could, you know, play and pro- possibly get it, or four dollars, I'll just, you know, like I'll buy it now. Like that's okay, I've, I've got it for free. So luckily with these games, they offer a bunch free. I think DC Universe Online, like I said, it, it's well worth checking out and understanding it's ten years old though, um, but it's well worth checking out on the Switch. It runs, it runs really well. Also wirelessly, I was blown away. Because I'm mm-hmm. so accustomed to playing all my multiplayer games wired. Yeah, and same. the Switch doesn't have get, that. Get really scared playing my Switch in like Smash or Mario. Dude, Kart. that's exactly what happened. I was like, oh god, here we go. And loading times are in probably faster on the Switch than most of the other consoles. And uh, I was really impressed with hmm. their behind the scenes tech. They had a couple down outages because so many people were playing. But wow, other than that, good for them. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, very good. I'm glad. I'm glad it got released. I'd like to see more of those games come to people uh, for a value reason. I would you know, too. We don't yeah. have a lot of money. It's like jump in. Free to play is fun. It really is. All right, let's move on to a smorgasbord of fighting game news. So there's a lot too. Yeah, it was Evo this past weekend. I grabbed kind of the main highlights, the main standouts to me personally, because I feel like uh, based off our audience, this would interest them the most. Uh, so we got a brand new Guilty Gear game that was announced at the entire end of EVO. Uh, this is by Arc System Works. Uh, a lot of people were expecting at EVO this year for it to be Persona 5 Arena, but I believe based off a lot of insiders reports and uh, the way that they're doing the Royal next year is that probably 2020, 2021 is when you're going to get Persona 5 the uh, Arena. But anyway, new Guilty Gear uh, looks fantastic. Pretty much take the Dragon Ball Fighters graphics and add like a three-dimensional spin to them. Some of the special attacks they showed off in the trailer 
Had a, is it just uh, called what's it called? I'm gonna look it up real quick. Is I just, just oh here we go. Guilty yeah. Gear 2020. Yeah, it it looks spectacular. Um, I don't know if it'll be a good fighter, but it looks graphically. Oh my gosh! Um, and and they added like a three dimensional thing where wow. you can knock people off to the next stage. Something that I don't think I've ever seen Arc Systems do. Uh, as someone who plays all their fighters, um, whether it be Blaze Blue, Cross Tag Battle. Dragon Ball Fighters, uh, the previous Guilty Gear games, so maybe Guilty Gear did have it. I don't remember. Damn, it's their animations while. during special attacks are insane. Yeah, because what happens is in Dragon Ball, um, it feels like some of the animations are like snapshots of different images, and, and because the game moves so fast, it looks like they're moving when it's really just like almost a, uh, a stop-motion film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in Guilty Gear, it feels fully animated. And then when you see them knock each other into the next arena, it turns this whole beautiful, beautiful art style into this 3D world and, and, and completely rotates the camera. And you see them jump down to the next level. Really, really cool looking game. Highly recommend looking into it if you dig Fighters, which probably if you do, you already saw it. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters got Janemba as a downloadable character. He should be available now by the time you're listening to this. Um, Janemba is one of the main vil- uh, movie villains for Dragon Ball Z. Um, doesn't talk much, but uh, really, really cool that Fighters is sort of turning into a, a Budokai Tenkaichi 2, if you will, where they're just getting everybody. Everybody. Um, they're just really building this into a platform where eventually someone, two years later, provided they're done supporting the game, I mean, two years later will come in and pick up Dragon Ball Fighters yeah. with all of its DLC and be yeah, like, holy exactly. shit, man. Um, so I think what they're doing with fighters is, is turning it into, it was already, but it's, it's post-launch supports converting into one of the, like probably the best Dragon Ball fighter game ever. Uh, and lastly, oh, oh sorry, go on. I was just going to say, hopefully all uh, fighters continue to do this kind of stuff. Not I agree. Them. I agree. I, I like the, I like the seasonal stuff. Um, lastly, blaze blue cross tag battle got a 2.0 update. Uh, very weird marketing for this because everyone thought it was going to be like cross bag cross tag battle two um, already, which would have been kind of weird. But it turns out this 2.0 update is about thirty bucks. Comes with a slew of new characters. Um, one of them, I think her name is Neapolitan. I want to say. Um, I, I want to say that's her name, it's but she's from name. Ruby. Let me let me make sure on that. Is it Neapolitan? Neapolitan. And this is called Blue Blaze 2.0. Uh, Blaze Blue 2.0. Yeah. Blaze Blue. Uh, yeah, Neapolitan is indeed her name. Uh, a lot of people were pumped about her being in the game. I think it's because she was connected to Roman from uh, the first season of Ruby. Um, he was like the the main antagonist during that. Uh, so, yeah, really, I haven't watched Ruby. I watched not this past season, but the one before it. I, I caught up on everything. So I haven't watched any of the recent content that came out for Ruby. So I don't know much else about that but cross tag battle was a fighter i i i did not dig as much as i thought i would because had, had ruby and persona I, I was like oh man let's go this is right up my alley but um it was too much auto combos i don't like auto combos uh just a personal preference of mine characters any of this a a a a a a yeah like it'd be like a combo would be like square square triangle triangle circle circle you know something and what do you and that's and that's auto to you i prefer like Square, qu- quarter circle, square, down okay. triangle. Now he's knocked up. Jump, then like square triangle. Because now, like now, you're doing a bunch of button movements. It feels like, you know, you can anyone can do square, square, triangle, triangle, and hit for like a fifth of their health. But it takes someone pretty good at the game 
to do that. Not that cross tag doesn't have that. I just felt when I played, for example, much. my best example, he's probably listening. My best example is my buddy never. Um, he never played a fighting game ever, ever in his whole life. Now he game shares with my, one of my best friends, Brian, and he downloaded cross tag battle with, uh, through Brian's account. He hopped on with me, Brian, Vinny, who have played fighting games our whole lives. And he competed very well. Now you could argue he was a prodigy, which he was not, but you can make the solid argument that the game was very, very accessible right off the rip. Uh, and that you could, you could get away with just button mashing. Not that he could go I'm to just, Evo and win, but I'm just looking at it. It doesn't, when you sh- the other one, you just told me about the, uh, the first one we talked about mm-hmm. graphically and animation wise is really impressive. I gotta say, I'm looking at cross tag battle and it probably wouldn't have, it, I don't know. It's animation. It looks like they took, it looks like you could see, that's one of the few games you could see some models are new, some are old. Like the, the Persona yeah, gotcha. Arena characters look like very old models compared to mm-hmm. like some of the, the newer ones like Ruby. Those look very clean in that game. It's it's strange. I don't know why they took that route. It seemed like a kind of in-betweener game though that just was fan servicey, which it does well. Um, any thoughts on any of these fighting games that are coming out no no i'm just glad that there i'm any any continued uh support like because mm-hmm. i'm a injustice fan so continued support there which i don't think we've got any um continued yeah, support. just more mk11 stuff i think they're getting new brutalities that's what i was gonna say updates. Yeah. night wolf is coming yeah you you get that support there um any of the continued support is awesome to me mm-hmm. but the only one I was interested in is the other one where you're knocking people off. It reminds me of Dead or Alive, uh, the three, four, and five, where you can knock people off the side of the ring. Yeah, Dead um, or Alive six. I, rest in peace. Great fighting game, just not enough attention because of its awful. You're talking about the one that just came out a yeah. while ago. Yeah, dude, it's got the it's got the sweetest sidestep move ever created by man. I know. I mean, it, I and know. I'm a virtual fighter fan, which sort of perfected that. And I got to say, I was playing that game, and I couldn't make heads or tails of the fucking monetization. Jesus. Yeah, that's what Jesus. I think completely ruined it because that was. I don't care it. what anyone says. That was that was probably my favorite fighter of the year so far. I freaking dude, loved it, that game. Oh, and it controls everything. Felt like I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. I oh would, no, and, because. And, it the best way good. I could describe it is I historically, when I see a fighter, I believe it works best on a 2D plane. When I see like these anime 3D fighters, I just kind of roll my eyes. I'm like, okay, this is for fun. But, and, and, and that changes sometimes. Like Tekken's an excellent 3D fighter. Um, virtu- is Virtual Fighter 3D? I don't remember. Or Virtual Fighter 3D. 3, is it a, is, Virtual Fighter went up to 5. Is that what you mean? Like how like, far like you could circle around the stage pretty much. Oh, Virtual Fighter, uh, no, virtu- yeah, two or three added the sidestep. No, okay. wait a minute, one one had the side. They all had sidesteps because it was a three D. It was the full three D. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I, I I just feel, uh, Dead or Alive Six was was one that that yep. really brought that back in a strong yep. way. You know, because for me, Tekken Seven was in my top five games of the year in 2017. I think it was number five. And Dragon Ball Fighters was, I think, a top four, top three. Um, and and I don't think Dead or Alive will be there because it didn't have like a cool story or anything involved there. It's just a very, very competent fighter. It's yeah. very fun to play with I, very incompetent monetization. Yes, exactly. But one of the deepest tutorials you will experience. But yes, the monetization is like 
my oh my god it's insane it's insane just dude i couldn't even figure out what they were trying to sell i couldn't even figure out the packages for like a half an hour i had to break it down and, and by then i think i was already late because it took me so many hours to try to figure out how they were selling it and mm-hmm. what they were trying to get out of it it was just really poorly done yeah I, i'm seeing uh let's see here dead or alive six has a 93 dollar season pass okay that's all you need to know. Damn. All you need to know. Great game. I will shout that to the heavens. Uh, when it comes to fighting, awful story. Avoid that. Um, if you're playing Dead or Alive for the story, I don't know what you're doing. But uh, anyway, great fighter. Just that's he's so bad. Yeah. It comes with, I think, like it, two it fighters, is. if I remember correctly. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't even know anymore because I, I, I did. I, none of my friends would want to play it um, unless, like, all the fighters were there and and they had most of the stuff. Also, that was one of the ones where I believe if you unlocked stuff, you could not share those items with other people. So if if you have two fighters, and I've unlocked everything from one of the characters, only one of the people could have that character. Mm-hmm. The other person had to have their separate profile with completely... Uh, so, like, I couldn't to, do two alterations. And that's something that, especially as of lately, has started to bother me when I see it in fighters. Where it's like, if I've unlocked all this shit and it's on my save game, you should be able to choose the same... You know, if you want your own save game, that's fine. But if you're on my save game and I've unlocked everything for Lao in a Virtual Fighter, I want everything to be unlocked for both people. And it wasn't. There was a lot of weird things in that game now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Too bad. Indeed. All right. Off with the fighting game news and on with Death Stranding. So it seems like... Death Stranding's exclusivity was revoked, Carrick. And yeah, uh, so yeah, you can go through this story. This one's all you. Yeah, so I was just telling Maddie, um, we had both saw this. I don't really understand other than probably just being on PC, but it was saying it was PS4 exclusive everywhere, and then that sort of magically disappeared off a bunch of websites. And the idea is is that what it means is that. It could mean the PC version is coming later, but it would be really odd for them to do that because this has happened before where a PC version comes later and they still say exclusive to PS4. So the idea is that it's PC as well. And I was just telling Maddie, it's like uh, almost everybody I know, if they're looking at it graphically, it's pretty stunning. And if they have the ability to run on a 2080 Ti versus their P- PlayStation or PlayStation mm-hmm. 4 Pro, they will probably go to the PC version. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting in and of itself. If that turns out to be what we think, then I think that's a pretty big get for PC gamers. Because I don't think that's. I mean, I don't so, think that's really here's been a, thing a thought. We know that all the Quantic Dream games, Heavy Rain, mm-hmm. uh, Beyond Two Souls, Detroit, went to the Epic Game Store. Yeah. Do you think? Oh. Do you think mm-hmm. there's anything to do with that? I'm not gonna. I'm not one of those people who acts like Kojima is our messiah. Okay, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna make that loud and clear because these businesses talk one 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 language, and it's the green language. So, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna act like you know he's he's above taking that that extra dough, guaranteeing a game success and then some. Um, so do you, I, I just feel it's mm. a realistic possibility? I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, it's probably more uh, honestly that is fairly realistic. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen, but I think it's worth considering for folks. Well, I I would assume since you only have a couple platforms on the PC, it's probably the same 50-50 chance. Right. It's either not, it's either, it's either not, 
or it's for sure exclusive. I mean, there's really only a 50-50 chance. If that, if all this is just not some weird mistake, um, where for whatever reason they've had people remove that, and maybe people listen to the podcast, maybe the news will have changed by then. But um, I didn't think about that. But yeah, you would be right because a lot. I mean, a lot of companies have been very open that Epic's throwing around insane amounts of money. Oh yeah, and. If that helps, that let's say they were looking at it and they're like, in a year we'll do the PC version, and then Epic comes along and says, well, if we pay you multiple millions of dollars, will you go and try to get it day and date? I could see them being like, hell yeah, we would. I yeah. Mean, especially if they're already working towards it, maybe. I mean, they have a... I wouldn't even call it a tactic or a strategy. It's not. It's, it's really not. It's like, hey, it's you want money? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. <laughs> go yeah. do this. And, and like multiple people have reported and the two I've only talked to two developers who were open about it, but they were pretty clear about how much money was going around and they were like it saved us from having to cut features it saved like it and it saved us from having to remove the what is it thirty percent of people when you mm-hmm. ship a game that usually get fired they're like we're we're shipping no one out like not a single person is leaving yeah, when the game is there's there's definitely positive benefits that come from that that monetary transaction i think anybody even the biggest haters of the epic game store could admit that much um it it brings its its pros and cons i i get surprised that you don't see more games like uh greedfall go into the epic game store though it's it's weird that we're seeing bigger more prominent titles like the outer worlds and and obviously this isn't confirmed but like discussing the possibility of seeing um death stranding go to the epic game store um it, it just really seems weird and obviously i feel sony would get a cut of that money mm-hmm. so yeah. i feel they'd be yeah for sure interested if they were like here we'll give you five million dollars bring it day and date to the epic game store you know i feel like what i feel like what would happen is people would clearly see right there in their face that uh that would be almost like sony taking advantage of the the goodwill kojima's earned and being like, okay, exactly. we're going we're to use this and put it on the Epic Game Store. Yep. Because <laughs> they know there'll be some hell, but uh, a lot of fans would be, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I just oh, absolutely. don't care. You know, you know people would defend that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It certainly was not expected to see all that removed. Again, hopefully we get clarity on it. But, I mean, there was also there was always a little bit of a rumor that it was going to come to PC. And it only makes sense. That game especially the way it looks, the idea that maybe somebody could play it at, you know, a higher frame rate mm-hmm. or what, you know, a game like that, that looks that good. If the new consoles were out, it might be different. If this was next year and the PS five and Xbox XXL were out, then maybe, you know, your parody is a little closer, but right now a PC has so much more power than a PS four and Xbox X. And the idea of playing it on a, you know, a nice PC is probably really high for a lot of people. So we'll see. Um, how long did it take for Phantom Pain to come out on PC? Oof. Was Phantom Pain right away? I think so, because I think it came out on Xbox. Because that was Konami. Yeah, it should have been yeah. on PC right away. Yeah, go ahead and double-check yeah. that. But I'm pretty sure, because that wasn't like... You know, the, the PlayStation deal came when he, he left Konami, and they picked yeah, him up right. pretty much. Yeah, so that was instant. Um, it just seems like these companies are starting to look at PC more, which is good, too. Ignoring the Epic thing for a second, um, having an exclusive to just a console, whatever console. If you want your game to do well and you can, especially cross-play if it's a multiplayer game, you can get it on both, then mm-hmm. all the power to you because you have more um, 
audience, right? Yeah. You know, you're not fighting against just Unless one Unless you're Spider-Man PS4. You can just break records on one console. <laughs> that was... Dude, it's... Yeah. Yeah. But it's oh. worth it. Spider-Man, Spider-Man also had quality. Yes. Right? Dog. Like, Far the, like I don't think... Yeah, I don't think you could argue that if there's any game deserving, it's probably Spider-Man. So. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That, that was one game that I remember... When I was reviewing, I texted my girlfriend like 40 times easily and was just like, I can't believe I have Spider-Man. I can't believe I have Spider-Man. I can't, like, I just like... Cause and I it was, was good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. it's a very oh, rare gotcha. treat that you're like, this is in the game of the year talks and this is a fucking amazing game. And I'm reviewing it early. Like, it, oh, I'm it to Spider-Man. us really it's, early. Yeah, that was one. That was one of them. Yeah. That was early. That was one of them that was early. I yeah. was shocked. Um, I had so much time to, like, I almost 100% of the game before it came out. <laughs> it, yeah, it was crazy. And again, I, there were certainly issues with it. I don't want to make sure that people think I'm saying it was the best game in the world. But for the exclusives and what it offered, it makes sense. It's Spider-Man 2. It's a comic mm-hmm. that's insanely popular. And, and it was a good Spider-Man game. So, yeah, it made sense. I don't know about this. We'll see. I, I don't want to think about the epic thing. But now that you mention it. That's what came to my mind. I don't I don't want everyone yeah. to think like... I just The way I look at it is... Okay, let's say it goes to Steam. As a business, where does anyone benefit outside of a couple of additional sales that, you know, Sony's goal with exclusivity is drive people to our console. Right, It's not, right. It's not like everyone thinks where they're just trying to slam dunk Microsoft everywhere. They're like, okay, we want Kojima, big name, to drive a lot of people to buy our consoles, even though we have the next generation right around the corner, buy a new console and play our games there or stay in our ecosystem. What yeah. do they gain from saying, okay, go to Steam, other than some goodwill, which I don't think Sony really cares about. So that's yeah, why, right. to me, it just makes the most sense. I don't want people to think I'm being negative that you open the door to the Epic Game Store deal, Sony gets a ton of money, Kojima Productions gets a ton of money. You have and the they don't have a history for it. Yeah, they don't. So it's, they don't. So that makes more sense that it's Epic, because they don't have a history for this. We've got Horizon Zero Dawn, which would be amazing on PC. And yeah, you I, know, just, I just want to say that uh, the timing... Three months out, a lot of these deals happen last minute. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. So. And especially if, let's say, it was going to be three to six months before the PC version did come out, mm-hmm. and they're like, here's some extra money, get it done. I could see them being like, okay, we will. Yeah, for, I mean... For that amount of money. Apparently, Kojima will be at Gamescom uh, yeah. for some type of announcement or reveal. Oh, so. God. What if it is... We're announcing this as an epic exclusive. If Dude, I, the world's oh, going to... News channel, news YouTubers are going to be all over that. Yeah. That's going to be crazy. Uh, that'll be something else. I really hope he doesn't get on stage and say that, hey, we're going to the Epic Games Store. <laughs> I, I wonder, I, Dude, I'm mad I don't know if they know. I myself. Or, I mean, they know, but I'm saying I don't know if they... I, I don't know if what we see and all the negativity we see... We certainly saw some last week. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Kojima even... Sees that. His, his nat- yeah, is his native language uh, Japanese, right? Yeah. It's not even English, right? So he's probably, you know, separated by one just from that. I know he you can know, speak from negative English. PR. He can speak English, yeah, for sure. And probably it, it read it insanely well. I'm just saying that it's not the primary, so maybe the functions and the people he talked to, they're not going to pass on all this negative stuff. Anyway, so there could be a disconnect there. And I, I, yeah. if I... I always tell people that if I didn't work doing what I did, I wouldn't have social media. And I'm pretty sure he has Absolutely. someone else handle his social media account. So I don't know if he actually right. gets on and checks 
and how relevant it is to him. So yeah, there's there's a good chance there's a disconnect there for a lot of developers. That's why when they announce it, they're like, we're happy to say we're at the Epic yeah. Game Store. Isn't this exciting because we're getting all this money? It's like, no! <laughs> no, it's <laughs> yeah, not. Right. All right. Let's talk about the biggest news on the show. The one that you just needed to hear. The one that Carrick has, anytime I brought up this game, complained about. Carrick's out of complaints now because according to Atlas <laughs> Morgana <laughs> in Persona 5 The Royal, we'll tell you to sleep less often. Carrick, this is all you. I don't have anything to say, man. This is what all if you. you. Start it. What if you start it and it's like the Carrick difficulty or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called like uh, what's N plus game? It's like K plus game, and people are like, "What's that mean?" Just oh, means it's just for Carrick. Carrick. He doesn't want to sleep. Dude, I could, I couldn't, I honestly, legit, could not be happier. I, I know that sounds so. It, it really bothered it's me. It's so and... funny. We have not talked about this game on the podcast much. They've made so many big announcements. You know, certain characters are staying a little bit longer with us. We're getting new characters, new social yeah. links, a whole new semester. But we're here to talk about the cat, not bugging The us. cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and dude, it's so true. I just mm-hmm. talked to somebody else about another game that has a schedule, and I'm like, I don't like the kind of stuff that starts and stops you. Um, so to me, this is awesome. Like, legit would far has far reach or, or far uh, like longer ramifications for me because the idea of returning to it I agree. Is, is my friends in my want me to platinum it, it and I'm just like, it's those first, like, ten hours. hours. Ten, yeah. Really, when you think about it, because you're just, you know, the game has so many, it makes sense that first playthrough, and that's what they should focus on. It makes sense, because you're, you're going in, you're getting accustomed to the social Learning links, things. the yeah. palaces, setting a narrative for all that, you know, establishing a main character, why he's where he's at. Yeah. And they just, it's so... Freaking! Despite it being a hundred and forty-hour game, it's so limiting in those first ten hours. Where I'm just like, yeah. I don't want to go back right now. Uh, I I love the game. I was replaying it a little bit. I watch my girlfriend play it whenever she comes over because she loves it. So I've just been oh, kind gotcha. of living vicariously through her. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm very happy to see something like that because that that quickens that introductory phase. And I think there's a reason they did that, not just because of fan feedback, but just it, it Morgana really slowed down the flow for no reason. Yeah, I mean, obviously people bitched, but I don't think they were listening to my review. So it was like it must have been <laughs> others. And then looking at it when you're rebuilding it for another mm-hmm. another version, looking at it and being like, what can we smooth it out? And if you're adding all this other stuff, you want people to get to that other stuff quicker or maybe not quicker or more quickly. But you want them to get to it without the grind. You look at it and you're like, this cat's slowing shit up. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not too hard to fix. So. Yeah. Because it's really not. I think that's what bothered me so much is when I would look at it, I'd be like, you didn't need to do that. Yeah, that's exactly it. It wasn't that it was there. It's just yeah. that it's it, it was it, it was stopping you when there was no reason to be stopped. It's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Right. Like, I, I know I know my local area. Let me go out. I've been playing for three hours. Now you should go to bed. It's like, I don't want to go to bed yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So to me, I think it's, I think it's a big positive, actually. And once mm-hmm. again, it actually did slightly alter... Uh, my idea of returning to it because I did like that game. I, despite mm-hmm. that, I did I liked everything about that game, but that fucking cat. So, uh, and the way it, but you weren't as bothered. Speaking of this, you, I didn't hear you bitch even once, even once about the game that bothered me so much, which was Dragon Quest Builders Two. I don't think I heard you say a single. At least I didn't see it in Discord. <laughs> I don't think I've started... said anything negative about that game. I'm not gonna Dude, lie. Dude, that's 
That starting killed my soul, bro. When you're building that first tree, and they at about the twelfth time, they're like, "You need a acorn or whatever." You're I, like, are yeah. you kidding? I have thirty-five hours. Uh, I'm just about to finish Crumble Done, and I will say I got hit with my first moment of, because, uh, long story short, um, pretty much w- the way each island ends so far between, yes, that first big tree, mm-hmm. but the one I'm doing is you have to build this one final big structure, and everyone yeah. gets inspired by your building, and they're like, we're going to help you, and you're like, nice, that's easier because it's such a large thing that you just couldn't oh, imagine right. doing it. And so it yeah. feels good. And so I, I get all the material, I put it in a chest, and they start running around and building it. And they're like, wait, Maddie, this looks small. Don't you have a second level? And you see me draw out another blueprint for a second level. I'm like, oh. Because it, it feels like it gets stretched out a little bit there. Yeah. But it's still, I think it's still my, my favorite game of the year. I, I really, it's got a charm to it. Even, I, so I it didn't never bother pl- you with, like, the pauses? Like, in the, it, it, like, when he'd be all, I'm talking to you, whatever that guy's name is. And it would just sit there. I see. I never and, had that. Like it, when it, when you finish the questing and it would say like completed and wouldn't say like press A to click. I just wait like one two and I click A and then it would continue. The loading screens on the Switch, at least portably, aren't maybe bad. They patched that shit. They yeah, might have honestly because I digitally downloaded it. So when I got it, I, it was like I think a day or two after. Was it a day or two after it came out? I don't remember. But I downloaded it, and no, I played it day of, night of. Because it came out on a Friday, I want to say, and I think you and I talked about it, and I down, I had it downloaded, yeah. ready to go. Yeah, I don't know. I did notice in Crumbledon as my my town got very big, and I was adding a ton of stuff to it. There were some frame drops. That was yeah. something that started to hit me a little bit. Um, but I don't know. It do, those those were only like two snags in my recent time, uh-huh. um, where where it hasn't drastically impacted. The, the amount of love I have for that game. Because um, what what I like about it is that I can pick it up whenever. I think that's mainly mm-hmm. it. I will go multiple days without playing it, but anytime I do decide to pick it up, I very much thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, I, I I think there's just... I, I like its balance between being a JRPG and being a builder. Uh, yeah, I sure. love its focus on characters. Like, you're building four people, not just like, hey... You're in Minecraft. Go build whatever. It's like, that's cool, but I've played that for hundreds of hours with friends. Like, I want something fresh and new, and this game really provided yeah. that for me. So I love the blueprint system and stuff. Like, I, oh, yeah. I like that from the first one. I, I still think it's awesome here, and, you know, like, well, yeah. what you put in the in the building creates what building it's you're making. It's one of and... the few games that you're that deep into it. Like I said, 35 hours in, and I'm still learning new systems. I'm still getting yeah. new materials yeah. to do new things with, and you can build new rooms with them. Or create new systems with them, up the f- the fanciness of your rooms to bring right. in different people, and I just I adore that so much. And then you can take all this stuff you learn, bring it back to your Isle of Awakening, and make your overall island better. Uh, it's so cool. It's so so cool. So overall, I, I love that game. But um, Persona 5's Morgana, she'll she'll let you go out and enjoy the nightlife a little bit more. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. And now, Gears 5 has gone gold. Uh, so, I did not realize this until... Mm, I can't remember. Does maybe that come a couple out in September? Ago. It does. Fuck. Um, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody on Twitter said, 
you know, we've gone from Gears of War to one, two, three, four guys with chainsaws, all this stuff, to this trailer, and they posted that trailer with the girl's face changing. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm not a big like political social warrior kind of like that stuff. Like whatever the game is, what the game is. But I do have to admit that now that I see what that person meant was like. You know what are we getting with is is this even the right fit for God for Gears of War? My desire mean? to play. Well, the past Gears of War, regardless of the way you want to say it, it really has always been about just shooting people and chainsawing them. And the last one that we all played got pretty psychological. Not totally psychological, but you've got you know it's years later. You've got people who are dead. You've got blah blah blah. And then now you see this trailer and some of the story they've hinted around is like, is this character going insane? Or like, what exactly is going on there? Right. And I got to admit that once I realize, once somebody brought it up, because I didn't really track it, I'll I'll track it when I get it for review. But once they mentioned how this one looks like that, I'd started to get me worried that this new one is going to be almost like Halo Five, where they're trying to to sort of add story. Where I'm going to be honest, I don't necessarily know if a bunch needs to be added to games. So I just sort of lost a little bit of my desire to play it recently gotcha. by like looking at. I the gameplay looks fine, but I don't. I, I'm hoping it's not one of those kind of stories where mm. you're like, you know, like an Arkham Knight tripping balls or. Um. Well, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good example. I guess I would just say more like the Halo Five because like Halo Five, where it's like suddenly the Master Chief might be a bad guy, and you're like, what? Okay. Like that, none of this makes sense. Um, yeah, when, I think when, the biggest faux pas they made with Gears so far has been they're choosing to fill in the gap between four and five with a book. I thought that was really, oh, true. really true. Weird. That's a that's a big mistake. Yeah, I think I think because I was very very excited once I beat four. I remember you and I having like a, a spoiler chat and going, "Yeah, dude, once I beat it, I was like, I want Gears five, and to yeah. know that I'm not going to get that absolute like direct aftermath." very very disappointing that's true and remember i don't know if you remember this i'm sure you do but halo um halo 5 when it came out introduced people from the novels and a lot of gamers were confused they're like who's the didact what the fuck is what's what's happening in this Mm -hmm. game like who's this bad guy why does he matter and the game pretended like you should know it didn't do a good so hopefully with this one if they do that gap they somehow get us to understand what went on in that like, how are they going to do that? Are they going to be like previously on Gears of War in the book? <laughs> yeah, right. A recap, that, that's, or something like that, or yeah. a cutscene to start off. Just a I, prologue, I just... and I and I hope it's doesn't. I hope it's not. Yeah, I didn't even think about the direct right after. Meant uh, what do you call it? The the impact of a of a game directly right after because it's not. That's true. I, I just thought that that's four true. was fantastic. I really really liked Gears four. And I did too, despite my issues with the story. Yeah, I, it's, it's funny enough because I, I thought the story in the game was was pretty fun, and I, I thought the ending was like, "Whoa, no way!" You mean for four? Yeah. So let me clarify. I don't necessarily mean it's terrible. I just mean. Yeah, I didn't think you thought it was like, awful. I just thought you you I, just had like more gripes than I did with it. Yeah, and I guess I started to wonder why it was there in the way it was done portrayed i'll have to go back and replay it or something to really gather my yeah that's but. that's one thing i i'm trying to do i don't know if i'll be able to do but my friend's been asking me for a while like let's, let's to, to go back and play yeah yeah, yeah. And, i uh, think that makes sense for this game even more yeah. are you gonna read the book no 
No, because I don't think that's, you know, <laughs> I'm reading a book right now for a, a Netflix show. Like, I'm not going to read another. Witcher? Uh, the Witcher. The Witcher, oh, uh, oh. what is it called? Last Wish, I think it's called right now. Yeah, okay, gotcha. gotcha. I'll have to check. But, cause I, and the reason I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, is because I read on a Kindle, so I don't see, like, the book cover staring at me everywhere I go. Yeah. So I just, right. like, open it up. I'm like, where was I? Um, great investment, by the way. But, uh, yeah, Gears 5 went gold. Congrats to the devs. Carrick and I will yeah. hopefully be producing a review on that. I managed to get Gears 4 early, so hopefully my luck continues with 5. I'm sure Carrick will have no issue because he is uh, the man. Never, it's, no, it's <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> they're good normally, but they're but <laughs> lately not always been the greatest. Um, all right. Yeah, dude. I don't. I don't know. I forgot about the book. Now I really wonder if I should read that fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Wonder how big it is. Let me look. It's what's it called? Just gears of. I just. I have no idea. I just remember my friend texting me the same one who wants to. Uh, wants to to play, and he was just like, "Did you know this?" And I was like, "Oh boy, that's not good." <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Gears of War Ascendance is the book. I'll check it out. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, there's a big. There's a couple. It says there's a couple years between. What? Oh, oh my god. So that, oh, I thought it would be like that's a month or two. You know, like a, a no. six month. Wow, wow. That's kind of disappointing. Well, we'll see. We'll see if it affects. We'll the whole see. Game. Yeah, we'll see. Not not to get negative. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Lastly, is the patron questions. If you didn't catch me in the beginning of the show, somehow maybe you skipped around. What we do in this section is we grab your questions from the Discord on Patreon. If you're not a part of that Discord uh, and you signed up for the Patreon, all you got to do is send me a message. Uh, someone did actually the other day, so you, I just pop you an invite. I thank you for joining up, and uh, we get to chatting. So we got the Grim IT, a.k.a. Grimblade. He asks, what is one critically or popular popularly, that's one word that always gets my tongue tied, acclaimed game that you never played and why? Limit to games you could have viably played based on your age. Uh, for me, instantly. Thank you, by instantly. the way. <laughs> no, uh, I want to just say thank you to Grimm for uh, uh, stating that caveat of not an ancient game. Mm-hmm. Because that comes up a lot. Go ahead. Mine would be uh, Uncharted 4. You haven't played Uncharted, Uncharted 4? 4? Nope. Oh. Yep. Wow. I don't like Uncharted that much. I just... Mm. I don't like gotcha. that. I, I, I enjoyed the first one a lot. Second one kind of lost me. Third one I didn't care about. Fourth one I was like, all right, I just know the series is not for me. Um, mind enough. you, I love The Last of Us, and I think that's where Naughty Dog's strengths lie. I think you can see them venting some creative passion in there in that series that you can't do in Uncharted because it's so yeah. lighthearted and fun, and that's what makes The Last of Us special. So I'm happy Uncharted exists. I'm glad people love it, but I just don't like that whole Indiana Jones adventure for treasure type shit mm-hmm. i just i can't get into it i really can't and, and, the, and i know it always comes up with uncharted but the whole you can't kill people as you mow down like forty thousand people with ars like i just i can't i can't get into it there's just this he, immersion he that's smirks. broken he smirks and gets away with being a homicidal maniac yeah exactly it's just something about it mine for sure i, I mean i could cheat because i barely played it but zelda but i, I won't i'll say a game i never played at all and got and own is uh, Mario, uh, uni- uh, the the big one, Odyssey came out. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's 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 a that's a Nintendo Switch game I've actually seen that people like, but they're like this isn't as good as we thought it was at first. Oh really? 
I didn't know that. I haven't seen that. I don't know if that's the so, whole general consensus, but I've seen a lot of people over time going like, eh. Oh, cool. Just in individual I, I, conversations. Cool. Not not in a bad way saying cool, but I, I like it when people look back and go, you know what? We got caught up. Like, we got caught up a little bit. I mean, yeah, yeah. it doesn't surprise me. When when, it, when the reviews came out and they're like, 9-5, I'm like, it's probably very good, which when I played it and beat it, yes, it is very good. It's fun. It's, you know, a nice collectible haven. Um, lots of callbacks, lots of personality and charm, but I, I would never, ever, if I did a number score like that, give it that high. Because we were just talking about how games back then, could you could either be a, a racing game or, you know, a third-person open-world yeah, game. Yeah, right. Right. And, and, and and now games try to do it all. This game limited itself to just like three D platforming, three D puzzle solving, and it's like not not much beyond that other than saying, Oh, Mario's in a bigger space now that can do all the same things that gotcha. he did he did before. Um still fun, still satisfying to play, but I wouldn't say it's as great as everyone else does. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Johnson. Why is he called Grim IT, by the way? Yeah, you know? I, I don't know. I think it's because of his uh his new job or or his interview. Oh, oh, gotcha. Congrats yeah. if you got it, Grim. Johnsonville asks another excellent question. I'm really big into management building games. Games like SimCity, Civilization, Roller Coaster Tycoon, or even parts of State of Decay. Do you guys have any recommendations for this genre? Wow. It's as if we should have included this in our section talking about Dragon Quest Builders too, Carrick. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. <laughs> that would be my suggestion, Johnsonville. Do you have any for someone who likes management slash builder games? Well, um, Age of Wonders has some technical issues and some diplomacy issues. I just reviewed it, but I would say if he said Civ, right? Yeah, he, he did say. I think he put yep. Civ. Yeah, I mean, Age of Wonder. I love sci-fi, and it's a sci-fi Civ. So I, that would be my suggestion. Even though I wasn't in love with it, I think the general consensus is a bit higher than mine. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no problem saying that that's probably something he should at least check out. Or State of Decay 2, the DLC. <laughs> Just cheat. <laughs> Just play the game. Play the game I knew he, he already sort of liked. I'm trying to remember the name of the game. Um, I'm sure it'll come to your head. It is a post-apocalyptic game. It's like 2D. Um, it's like this. This War of Mine? Yeah. That's another. That one's one. that's a good example. Yeah, this War of Mines definitely is. De- yeah, that's definitely a good example. It's uh, it's a lot more sad and grim and kind of. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that might be putting it lightly. Actually, <laughs> if I was putting it very, you need Paxel before you even fucking play it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah. lying, man. That thing is dark. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty pretty sad game, Johnsonville. But it's it's got some of the management that you're looking for. Um, where you mm-hmm. you, you pretty much it, it reminds me of. It reminds me of Darkest Dungeon, where you're just always fucking losing. You're always losing yep. somewhere in that game. And so if you like to just get fucked up a ton and manage it anyway, uh, and have a game to stomp out your willpower, then um, that one's for you. Bearded Panda has a question for you, Carrick. He asked this last week. Obviously, I did a solo show. So I'm grabbing it now. He reposted it even just for you. What is your favorite work from HP Lovecraft and game inspired by Lovecraftian mythos? Currently finished reading his short stories, The Horror of Red Hook and The Shadow mm. over Innsmouth because of The Darkest Dungeon. Lisa reposting because Carrick wasn't on last podcast, LOL. So, um, all you. Uh, uh, Clive Barker's Undying sort of takes some of uh, Cthulhu stuff. I don't know if he means exactly Cthulhu, but Clive Barker's Undying is one of my favorite horror games of all time. Alan Wake mimics a lot a lot of H.P. Lovecraft. The the weird thing where a writer goes insane because of their knowledge, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. 
Um, but if he's talking about just HP uh, Lovecraft, uh, there's a game called Dark Seed, which is prior to Maddie being born, I believe. You were born when? What <laughs> year? Prior to Maddie being born, there is a there is a HP Lovecraft sla- uh, slash H uh, HC Geiger who created the alien design from the movie mm-hmm. Aliens um, called Dark Seed One and Two, and mm-hmm. then Alone in the Dark, the series, which uh, the last one, no. Ignore the last one. That was on the 360. It was horrendous. But the prior ones before that were all really good. Cool. Do you read HP? Yeah, that's probably not something you'd read, right? HP Lovecraft. You haven't. I don't know what I'd expect from it. It's just I played like board games styled in that manner, um, like Arkham Asylum or those. Those were um, yeah. Well, I guess they're it's, fun. It's... They're very moody and atmospheric. I, yeah, I love them for that. I, I feel like a book is for that is right up my alley. But I just feel like the. The games represent that so well, but I could be wrong. And the writing, I don't think, is your... It's very um, uh, uh, thick. Like, I mean, the multiple words meaning the same thing in a line kind of thing. Where oh, the dark, like a... Uh, the dark grimhead. Yes, exactly. It's like a lot That's to a, unpack per sentence. Dude, yeah, you'll get a paragraph, and no lie, H.P. Lovecraft, especially some of his stuff, not all of it, but some of it... You, like you just said, uh, you're de- you're using WinRAR from your PC to try to fucking unpack <laughs> what you just got, and you're all WinZip. You know, you're like, I gotta I yeah. gotta start over and read this because it's so. Um, it, he was moody. That was a good. That's a perfect example. Moody is is a perfect term for stuff. Yeah, I, I. If I were not in the process of balancing that, uh, the Fountainhead along with The Witcher, I would probably pick it up because the Fountainhead's like a book I read, and it's it's like okay, that's. That's five pages. All right. Off right. I go. You know, and, and like I just I have to unpack it slowly. I'm I'm a good reader, but I just you know, I, I can totally admit my reading level's not at that level where I can just like unpack on the fly and read like forty pages of it and be like, Okay, I digested all of that and totally understand what happens. Like it's just a pacing thing, I feel. You do Netflix shows, right? Because you're d- going to do Witcher. You're obviously going to watch I've that. I've watched... Are you saying, have I watched Netflix shows? Or do you do watch I... Netflix a lot? Or just like... I mean, because have you heard of Altered Carbon? No. The TV show? Oh, no. okay. Well, Netflix has a series called Altered Carbon about the future. And that writer as well um, is is something that might be... It's cyberpunk, basically. But it's okay. thick as... Like... But really cool, easier to read thickness, where the writing is more year and my modern versus mm-hmm. H.P. Lovecraft, which was 50, 60, 70 years ago. I can't remember when he died. Yeah, there's different so. types of writing. There's usually like that. Yeah. I think that's a perfect word. Thick word. Thick. There's every sentence is like, oh, shit, that's a lie. And yeah. then there's, when you there's, start it, you're like, yeah. I got to work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's there's the writing like I experienced when I've been reading The Witcher, where it just paints a picture in your head with these fine details that you never... That's this one. That's yeah. Altered Carbon, for sure, okay. what you just said. Fine More, details. Um, I like that. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. I'm blown away you haven't seen... Um, all, you might want to check out Alter, Altered Carbon. Just watch an episode and see if you like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I go through this loop endlessly, and my girlfriend manages to break it at times when we're together <laughs> just because she's like, let's do something else. And I'm like, okay, mm. that's definitely a good idea. And so then we'll watch some Netflix. Gotcha. Or, or gotcha. whatever. And... and um, I, I, I guess I just like my loop of like, because I work all day. So when I'm done yeah. with my day, I want a game. <laughs> so it's just like, uh, you know, I, yeah. I feel like sometimes if if I don't game, I don't know. I, I, I might rather I might as well game because I feel it's the best form of entertainment and storytelling and everything. So yeah, it's like, for, absolutely. I get you. Yeah, and so it's, it's, comfort, it's comfortable. It's, 
it's your it's your cycle and yeah. it's comfort. It's like that's what works for you. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Uh, some final questions. Uh, when I when I tagged everyone in the Discord, you, you guys are you guys are laying us down. Just Lee says, can't think of one man with a sad face. Kopi says, yeah, I'm usually at a loss. Usually at a loss. It's time for change, Kopi. And then Heretical Shark wrote one and said, now that I think about it, that one is terrible. I'll just delete it. Leave your questions even if they're stupid. We want stupid questions. We want everything. We want life questions like Adam asked us last week. We want Johnsonville builder questions and management questions. And we want ones like Holzer19 who asks, regardless of any impossibility, what is one game you would want on the Switch for the sake of portability? So free pickings, technology doesn't matter. What game are you taking on the go? Uh, honestly, I would like to s- hmm. Fallout, Fallout, probably. Damn. Because I don't think we'll see Fallout 4. I But on the go, I think Fallout 4 would be fucking amazing. And it's one of the few that I can think of that I don't think they can do it. Um, it's a good question. Yeah, probably Fallout, Fallout 4, 4 right now. Just off would the top be of awesome, my head. For sure. It, I because think it that's more because me. it's so uh, so many areas are just go here, kill that. Yeah, kind of works in a pick up and play manner a little bit more than I'd say a, a three or New Vegas. A three which, or a New Vegas, right? Yeah, which ultimately I would want, but I'm gonna say okay. This might just be because it's on the brain, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Star Wars: The Old Republic. I think that would be awesome to have on the go. I would really really like that if I could pick up and play that whenever. I just so I would choose that as well. Like I would replace Fallout because I love that game. But I, I um I guess he did say regardless of technology. Mm-hmm. So like how like so if I ignore the commands, the fucking eighty command bars that are on the screen in that game, uh yeah, yeah t- for sure that game is redonkulous in the amount of content. So yeah, and it's it's good. I mean, I personally think the stories, trooper story is amazing, very good. So yeah, I would go with that too. If we're ignoring, if we're somehow figuring out how the control would work that mm-hmm. game would be um i would play the shit out of that yeah uh, on a switch that's a good a good example do you johnny think... ec final was... question what's up i think no, I talked over nothing no oh. that's all right because <laughs> what happens is my ac blows and then i'm yelling so i'm yelling over my own ears and then you oh, sorry. talk no. a little at the same time. I'm I, like, wait, did I And I have a off? tendency to go off and start thinking of technical stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think of how we could get it to work. Now I want it. Now I want that game on the fucking Switch. So now I'm trying to figure out mm-hmm. how, as a developer, we would put it on the Switch and get it to work. Because now that's what I want. Like I, like, I legit was like, would they do another controller? <laughs> like, you fucking snap another controller Imagine on your that. Switch. <laughs> they could probably get awesome. it to work on console. Um what they'd probably have to do is give us a hot bar of, like, four to five. And then if you click, like, R1, you sh- you switch between each hot bar. And right. each of those abilities is activated by, like, square, triangle, circle, we'll say. Or, right. or X, Y, B. Um, sprinting, clicking on the left stick. Uh, a is to interact, speak, select. Um, start button brings up all your menus. Oh, t- or touch screen. Jesus, it's got yeah. a touch screen. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have some on the touch screen too, it's got a touch screen. I've key- I don't use it very I, I don't either. admit I rarely use it unless I'm entering a password. I forget half the time. It's kind of weird. So do I. So do I. 
because it doesn't have like I don't know how to describe this. Maybe I'm the only one who sees it, but when I open my 3DS, it's almost like the screen that's touchable has almost this like bump that when you press, you can feel like you're pressing into it. Whereas mm-hmm. the Switch, you're like it's like your phone. Like you're, I guess, because your brain's programmed to know. Like I can, I can, like right now, I'm scrolling through my Discord chat. I'm just moving my finger up and down. But it, it doesn't have that like touch bump that like haptic. I think is the term. Haptic that would probably feedback. be yeah. I think the Switch has, for my Switch, and you can turn it off, has this weird thing, almost like an electrical thump. Have you? Does yours have that? Where I'll go, like, when I enter my, and I rarely do this, I did it for DCU, I had to enter a code, and I was like, I held the, I touched D, and instead of just touching it, it went like, zip-boop, under my finger. Maybe that's the rumble. Oh. I didn't know that existed. That might change yeah. exactly what I was just saying. Yeah, that's the only thing. But it doesn't change the screen at all. It's just you can feel this weird. It's it that I I don't know how to describe. It, it just goes bump like this bump. <laughs> it's your system's punching back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm fighting the switch, but uh, yeah, it's got a it's got a it's got a touch screen. So let's get Kotor now on the mm-hmm. uh, or Star Wars Online on the. Johnny EC says it's hard coming up with a unique question every week this is why we encourage you guys to get creative and wacky with it like you don't have to ask us game questions only like we are people and we want to get to know you as people if you want life advice even sure we're here for you so it doesn't have to be like a always like the new game the relatable topics just fire away with anything man card game stuff books tv character did he ask one he asked uh any he said i'll return to the question you asked back um any upcoming games you guys are personally excited for um i think everyone knows for me it's it's borderlands 3 it's the outer worlds but i've added greedfall to that list i am very 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 excited for greedfall it looks fucking good my friend (laughs) it looks so good and i would ask i would add remnant yeah, Just I'm because... curious about that. I wouldn't say yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Curious. Exactly. It, it, That's it... exactly right. I love the idea, like, third-person shooting, Souls-style mm-hmm. game. It's very creative. It, it has its own niche, so to say. Um, I just want to see how it plays out and how much you can... Because, like, part of why Souls, I feel, always went with melee is because you can control... You know, the character has to be close to the enemy he's he's being challenged by. You can't just run away and shoot from a distance uh, and... and avoid being hit so how do they make it tough on the on the player still right keeping it fair uh it's a lot harder to do with guns so that's why i I kind of reserve some of my excitement for it yeah i would agree with that is that the last question because i have a question for you that is yeah so we asked this in the international because i think this is important and something just popped up for me in the last couple weeks um you have martial arts too so you can't answer with that by the way this is the caveat uh so I'm big. I absolutely love when your brain catches on fire. Like you find something cool, and instead of being like a little hobby, you you dive into it. Like you find like airsoft for me. I found out about airsoft, and like I knew everything about it in a mm-hmm. month. It was just mm-hmm. so, uh, and we were just calling it focus. Like what's a focus that's not gaming? And so I won't use martial arts. You can't use D- Dragon Ball or uh, uh, sorry, yeah, Dragon Ball. <laughs> you can't use. The, so we're not supposed to use the ones we've used. But mine is strangely enough poker so mm-hmm. i am not a poker fan other than the very yearly random game but i've been watching um some poker stars where they have uh, movie stars come and play and they just mm-hmm. have fun 
And it's it's absolutely fired me up to where I'm looking up stats and fucking mathematical calculation. I don't I don't know why. It's just it's grabbed me. Interesting. Is there yeah. is there anything that lately outside of all the normal stuff like where? I mean, it can be even well. It can't be. What I have doing. one that I know I could say, but I don't do it enough to say it's like a consistent. What is it? It would be writing. I love to write. Oh yeah. no, that's cool. That's yeah, cool. I just I don't do it nearly as much as I used to. Um, because a lot of my writing, my, my, it's channeled into my scripts, you know, if, if oh, like, right. like, and that's more informatively driven, but I like to write stories. I like to write characters. I like to write in like, like, you know, I guess in, information pieces, not like what I do in my news, but more so like what I would do for school. Like, tell me about, you know, this disease and everything in its history right. and, and, and like how we stuff. came to care. Yeah. That type of stuff where you just kind of teach yourself by writing the paper because you find it more beneficial to yourself than whoever you're handing it into. Um, but yeah, I always loved writing. That would be a hobby that I hope to pick up. I always wanted to have like a typewriter and just be able to be like, ding, 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 ding. And just like type yep. a, a little script out that way. I always thought that'd be pretty cool. Sadly, they're really, really expensive, but, um, yeah, a normal typewriter. Yeah. Yeah, they isn't it funny how it's older tech, but it's more expensive. You're it's because like, of off. the uh, the wings that they use, yeah, and, and the the ink that's required, and how you how you fill them, and oh god, yeah, it's I get why, but yeah, it's ancient stuff that you might as well just. It's one of the few things I go. I'm just gonna type this and print it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I just like hearing it because I'm sure somebody will you know post on the YouTube video what theirs are. But I mm-hmm. there's something I don't know how to describe it, but I haven't had one in a while, and this poker thing caught on. And I I had told some people around me, I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot this feeling where like my brain goes, I need to know everything. And mm-hmm. there's something about I just call it brain on fire because that's literally the easiest way where my brain Makes is sense. just like it's so fun. It's so you're just you're trying to look up facts. You're trying to look up, um, and that can be for anybody physical as well. It's just I right. didn't want us to use our my uh, you yeah go tos. My even though you said these aren't options, my biggest brain on fire moments are is definitely like my job because you'll see like a topic or a news point, and you're, like you said that that moment you're like oh shit, like I need to figure this all Find out everything out uh, yeah. yeah like when a trailer drops and like everything's moving fast and like you're you you're, you set a blaze like oh shit i'm gonna stop there 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 and see what's happening in those little moments in between uh but it really does come in the form of the card game that i play just because what happens is they release new cards that support stuff from like two years ago and you're like wait if that card from two years ago goes with this one then this is actually like a really deadly combo like and you just show up one day and you drop this like old card on the on the on the playing field and they're just like, "What are you doing with that?" And you surprise them. I just think mm-hmm. those moments are are really gratifying. Um, but yeah, I, I I get that in martial arts too. You know, you watch someone spar and you're like, "Fuck," you know that that's where I want to get to. And you just yeah. know, like, you get that moment of like when you're training, you can kind of envision where you want to be. Um, yeah, those those are definitely the the most currently empowering. Versions. I think they're just important because, like, I was telling you prior to the podcast that I, I've sort of stepped away from Twitter a little bit mm-hmm. because of, you know, all the politics and just all the shit. And um, yeah, once I, I did that, once I did that, I realized this was the one thing I hadn't been doing. And I, I guess I just didn't have the time. And so once I stepped away and started looking, because, dude, we look at a world through a, a box. It's weird. Yeah. Like. Literally when I step, yeah, when I step away sometimes. from the, yeah, and when I, sorry, that's what I meant, yeah, and I'll I'll walk away and go, 
what the fuck was that bothering me for? Mm-hmm. Like, it's I'm envis- I'm experiencing shit through this that I could turn off, and then its experience is literally gone from yeah. in my entire life because yeah. I bring it in to tell others, but they don't in my real life. None of my friends. Well, they watch the videos, but that's all they would see. They wouldn't see the other stuff. And so mm-hmm. I think it's so cool to have those outside focuses. Martial arts, I mean, obviously we can go to the ones we know. But I, it's fun because even in your Discord, I'll be talking to, like, Grim about drones. And he's you can tell he's fired up about, you know, the compu- the flying drones. Right. And it's, it's just so cool to, like, hear something that's outside games. Because games can become so negative so quick. Every time we mention a game, we're like, I hope this doesn't happen. Well, yeah, that's like, why Fuck. I love my Discord, personally. Because I just, I feel like I hop in. It's not always like, what do you think about this game news? What do you think about this game news? It's like, sometimes, like, it's just patrons helping each other out through a tough time. And it's like, oh. Yeah, just talking, like, or talking about something random yeah, that isn't Exactly, involved. like, they were talking last it. night about what's the bre- the best browser use yeah no i jumped in yeah that was awesome yeah it was like crazy was like i'm having problems with chrome and then we were all joking around about just different browsers and Mm -hmm. all yeah it's awesome it's i think it's important too especially as things get pretty crazy in our environment i agree so ladies and gentlemen if you've listened this deep thank you so much for your time we do really appreciate having you here uh, once again, if you're new and you, and you enjoyed this show, do consider sending us a little. Do- Oops, I hit my uh, my desk. Uh, do consider sending us a dollar. Uh, it helps with the show, gives you early access to this wonderful podcast. You can get in on that Discord that we were just talking about with all these wonderful people. Um, Carrick, any closing thoughts? Any final words? Yeah, something that's been bothering me for the last like twelve episodes, you and I have not done, and we did it religiously. Even and you guys did it prior to me coming on. Is the hashtag? So mm-hmm. hashtag in deep. That's if you got this far, put that on your hashtag for your response. Because we forgot we we stopped doing it. We stopped yeah. doing the hashtag, yeah. and that's something that's See, actually sort of cool. Our biggest weapon and our biggest enemy is our free flow. We very much go with the <laughs> yeah. flow week to week, <laughs> yeah. so we yeah. don't have consistency outside of like intro then news, and we just segment that. Um, yeah. So we we lose like you know I'll listen to so many podcasts that are like first we'll connect with our viewers now our oh. introduction. Now we'll Not do a bad. Q&A. Then the news. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, I just need to prioritize. Like, this is the big news. This is the stuff we're interested in. This is how we're going to exactly. cap off the show. We just have, like, a consistent beginning and end. And in the middle, you just get whatever the fuck you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's what – but that's what causes me to want to return. Like, yeah. not – you and I would talk, but, you know, like, because we do podcasts. And I don't know if either one of us would like that. Like mm-hmm. at, at some point you'd be all oh god here we it's go it's too it's too structured at that point i mm-hmm. think it's i think it's fun based off the response we get to our show people are just like it's more of a genuine interest in just what do they have to say this week yeah right not right not and and obviously some of our headlines drag more traffic in um but i don't know like it depends what, what, what what's going on with people's lives i think because we've had I thought last week's podcast episode would blow any other one we've done recently out of the water, and it's not. It's just like another podcast episode. So I think we just got a consistent listener base who's just like, let's listen to to two idiots talk. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then it, honestly, I think that works because I've heard people, I've seen people post mm-hmm. on your YouTube videos where they're like, this is cool. It's just like a bunch of people talking about what they enjoy versus always the news. We hit the news, but talking about random shit. We've talked about card games. You know, and even I had people in my Discord be like, wait, they're talking about collect, because even I don't cover that in mine. And mm-hmm. they were like, whoa, we're, you guys were talking. And I'm like, yeah, go watch the, like, it's something that 
you don't necessarily see as much, and I think it's cool. But yeah, we do forget things, and that we'll, hashtag... we'll add that to our thing that we need to be consistent about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hashtag in deep because we we do forget that one, and I, I right. think it was fun to see who watched it all the way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we appreciate you if you listen this deep, and uh, we will catch you guys next week with episode two fifteen. Peace, Peace out. out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.